Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today we'll be talking about the events, pictures, and updates from March 25th, 2020. We're going to start off with the big news of the day in the royal world, um, as well as the British royal family, um, is that Charles, the Prince of Wales, um, announced this morning that he had tested positive for um, coronavirus. So it looks like he was tested over the weekend um, with the NHS in Scotland, where he and Camilla have kind of gone to isolate. After showing some symptoms, they decided that he was, he qualified to test. Um, And so he, right now, according to Clarence House, is only displaying mild symptoms um, and is self-isolating at Balmoral, uh, where Camilla also is, and they are self-isolating, but separately. Um, so hopefully she, she tested negative, so hopefully she does not get the virus. And so best wishes to him, um, for a quick and speedy recovery and that it's not all that terrible for him to go through. Um, but what a scary thing. Um, and then in much lighter news, somehow, um, the queen, Queen Elizabeth was, um, pictured today in a picture released by Buckingham Palace, um, had her weekly audience with the Prime Minister. Um, They did this over the phone um, for social distancing reasons and also the fact that the Queen is at Windsor and Boris Johnson is at Downing Street kind of controlling this whole thing. Um, So that is what is going on in the British royal family. Obviously, it's a big deal um, that Charles is, does indeed have coronavirus, Um, But as of right now, you know, just trusting that he will make a full recovery um, and that he didn't expose too many people. Um, So that is what is going on there. And now we're going to move on to the Belgian monarchy. So in Belgium today, um, another video of Queen Mathilde reading out loud um, was released. Uh, It was taken at the same time as the video yesterday, um, but today she was reading in Dutch and yesterday she was reading a book in French. Um, So that is really great and she's doing this to encourage young people um, to be reading during this time. when, you know, everybody's a little scared and we're all stuck at home, it's a great time to pick up a book. And I think that's a good, um, example for all of us. Um, and I have to say, just as like a personal side note, the Belgian royal family is so impressive during this time. Um, they are leading by example and staying home. Um, and then they're also simultaneously taking care of the most vulnerable populations, um, which are the elderly people who they have been focusing on on a lot, um, as well as young people, which is like a shining example of what this video is doing, um, making sure that kids 
are finding things to do when schools are closed and they don't quite know what's happening. Um, so it's just a really incredible um, thing that they're doing and a really great way to see them support their country. Um, so that is what is going on in Belgium. Um, and now let's move on to Denmark. Denmark. Uh, today, the Danish Royal House um, sent out a picture to social media of the Crown Prince and his whole family um, with the announcement that the Royal Run um, has been postponed to the early fall time um, due to coronavirus. So this was supposed to be happening in June. Um, I know I've talked about this a few times on the podcast before, but this is something that was created for Frederick's 50th birthday a few years ago that has become an annual tradition um, that the Crown Prince family has just kind of taken on. Um, but it is postponed this year. They have dates already in place, um, so that is really, really great. Um, the picture is a really, really great picture, and it's also just very nice to see um, the family back in Denmark and all together and just like safe and happy and all of that good stuff. Um, and so that is what was new in Denmark. There was nothing new um, in the Netherlands or Norway. So now we're going to move on to Spain. So in Spain, it was another day uh, full of meetings, of telephone meetings and video conferencing for King Felipe and Queen Letizia. Um, so we'll start off with King Felipe, who had a physical meeting with the Minister of Transport, um, who is part of the COVID team, um, the crisis response team. Um, so that was a physical in-person meeting. Um, and then he had telephone conversations with um, heads of unions. So with the head of the Association for Self-Employed People, um, where obviously their topic of conversation was um, the concerns of people who are self-employed. Um, and then he also met or spoke with um, other um, unions as well, including uh, CCOO, which is the largest labor union in Spain. Um, and then later in the day, he had a video conference uh, with the management team of the largest supermarket chain in Spain, um, where they talked about the food supply um, and how the supermarket is supporting the Spanish people while they are in lockdown and what that looks like for them, as well as supporting, uh, presumably, their employees. Um, so very important topics of conversation there that King Felipe had today. Um, and the royal household did release some pictures of some of his meetings. 
Um, and then also this morning, uh, Queen Letizia spoke with the president of um, FAD, which is the Foundation Against Drug Abuse, um, I think, uh, where they talked about the programs that they have um, in order to help young people be smart about um actually specifically be smart about the news right now and kind of um, teach critical thinking skills about not everything you see is real. Um, fake news is a real thing. Um, and so, you know, learning how to weed out the facts from the rumors and all of that. Um, and then she also spoke with the president of Mental Health Spain, um, and the concerns over the decline in mental health due to everyone being in isolation. Um, people are not meant to be isolated like this. Um, we don't do well. We don't thrive. Um, so it's definitely a huge mental health concern, um, as well as making sure that the people who have sought treatment for their mental health are still able to somehow receive care. Um, because if you're you're in a rough spot mentally and you're not able to receive care, that's also really really bad. Um, so that was those were her topics of conversation today during her meetings, um, and that is what Spain was up to. So now we are going to move on to Sweden. <laughs> So in Sweden today, um, Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel visited Regional Special Health Management, which is one of the organizations um, kind of leading the charge in limiting the spread of coronavirus. Um, so they took a tour of the area and learned kind of what the measures that they're using are. Um, but I have to say, I'm not thrilled with them leaving the house, much like I was not thrilled with Willem Alexander leaving yesterday. Um, I just think they should be at home kind of setting the example for what people should be doing. I am all for getting educated on this, but do it over a teleconference. Thank these people over a teleconference right now. So I just, I wish they would have stayed home. I understand the, the need for these visits, but I wish it would have been done over video conference. Um, and so that is it for the daily rundown. Um, and now we are going to move on to the history of the Dutch monarch. So starting out, um, prior to 1915, the Netherlands was under the rule of France, um, but then Napoleon was defeated at Waterloo in 1815, and, Netherlands, and the Netherlands gained their independence. Um, and during this time, the rest of the world began recognizing uh, the Kingdom of the Netherlands as its own independent monarchy or country, um, and its king who was Prince William of Orange and Nassau, um, became 
king of the Netherlands. So a little bit different than just picking a random person to be king, um, but this person just clean claimed the throne. Um, so also at this time, the Netherlands also housed the kingdoms of Belgium and Luxembourg, which have since become independent countries with their own monarchs. Um, listen to a few episodes back, like two or three, um, where I talk about the Belgian royal family and the split between the Netherlands and the Belgians and that kind of war that happened there. Um, and so the Kingdom of the Netherlands also includes Aruba, Caraco, and St. Martin, uh, which is located on the southern half of that island. Um, and the country, I mean, yes, it was all a battle of France and how they got their independence, but it doesn't have a super dramatic start, at least that I have found. Um, so then we get on to King Willem I, who was Prince Willem of Orange Nassau. Um, and so during his reign, he saw the separation of the southern provinces of the Netherlands to form the country of Belgium, um, which he later tried to invade um, to get them back. But that didn't go very well because, well, France got involved. Um, and like I said, you can check that all out in a, a few episodes back in this podcast um, where I talked about the Belgium monarchy and how they got their start. Um, and then in 1840, there was a change in the constitution that revoked some of the absolute authority that King William had. Um, he did not really like this at all. Belgium had come out of his control and he wanted to remarry a woman who is now Belgian, Catholic, and just not a popular choice. Um, so previously he had been married to Wilhelmina of Prussia, who he had four children with. Um, and with his growing unpopularity and unhappiness with his position, he desired to abdicate his role as king. And so in late 1840, he did just that. Um, he abdicated to crown Prince Willem, who became King Willem II. Um, who was um, inaugurated or crowned or sworn in on October 7th of 1940. Um, he was just as conservative as his father was, um, but didn't intervene in political matters quite as much um, as revolutions and calls for democracy were being heard around the world. Um, Willem II recognized that the world around him was changing and he knew that he had to um, change with it or he would face the same fate as so many others and losing his throne. Um, so he changed his tune and allowed for democracy to be implemented uh, completely. Um, and as he put it, um, he went from a conservative to a Democrat overnight. Uh, he was married to Anna Pavlovna of Russia, and together they had five children, with all, <laughs> all with the first name Willem, or for their single daughter, Wilhelmina. How confusing that must have been to call anyone in that household, with six out of the seven having the name Willem. What a thing. Um, and so then after an eight and a half year reign, uh, Willem suddenly died and his firstborn son, firstborn William, uh, became King Willem III. Uh, and this was in 1849. And so he was actually a reluctant uh, king. He did not want to have, um, 
his throne without any power. He wanted to rule with absolutism. Um, and so because of this, he thought about relinquishing his claim to the throne. Uh, but the Constitution did not allow for this action, so they didn't know how it would work. Um, and then throughout his entire reign, he thought constantly about abdication. Um, so he played in um, the political world way too much. He dismissed several governments um, in order to create a government that favored what he wanted for his country. Um, and then when Luxembourg wanted to become independent, he allowed it, but somehow remained the monarch. I don't really know how, um, but this was increasing his unpopularity. Um, and then, so prior to becoming king, he married his cousin because, well, royalty and incest, um, Sophie, and they had three sons. However, Sophie died in 1877, uh, and King Willem was actually very eager to remarry and did so uh, two years later when he married Emma of Waldeck in Primont, um, which was a German principality, and Queen Emma was 41 years younger than Willem, and they had one daughter, Wilhelmina. Um, and so in 1889, in 1889, uh, Willem was suffering from dementia, and his wife Emma served as his regent. Um, and then before his death, all three of his sons had passed away. Um, as well. So he outlived all of his sons. And so his daughter, Wilhelmina, was 10 when he passed. And she became queen at 10 years old. Um, so her mother became, her mother Emma was regent until Wilhelmina reached adulthood. And that is where we will pick up tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I will be back with all the events from the Royals tomorrow, uh, and I will talk to you then. Bye.